Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Well, Jackson. And now again, the Well Jackson. You're listening to Believe in Colts with co-hosts Lawrence Owen and DeQuell Jackson, bringing you the latest and greatest about the shoe. Brady, middle, intercepted by DeQuell Jackson. Playfield, Ryan, intercepted, picked off at the five, touchdown DeQuell Jackson. What's going on, Colts Nation? I'm Lawrence Owen. With me as usual is my guy, DeQuell Jackson. Bet Online is back and better than ever. It's the, they have a new web interface for the start of the basketball season that happened not too long ago, and they have more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. You can head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available in the 2021 season and beyond. Bet online is the fastest, easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Dequell, we have a very, very special guest today. Thank you to the Colts organization for uh, bringing him on. We have third year linebacker from the Indianapolis Colts, as Pat McAfee said, future <laughs> Hall of Fame linebacker Bobby O'Carriker. <laughs> yes, sir. What's Bobby, what's on? going How on, doing? brother? Doing well. How y'all doing? Good, good. So, Bobby, I'm going to open this right up, man, because before the season, everyone had huge expectations on this football team, particularly offensively and defensively. My question to you is, you know, you guys started one and four. And I've been in NFL locker rooms for 11 years. Uh, that was my playing days, and I started in Cleveland. So I guess my biggest question to you is, you're a smart guy. I feel like you can answer this one. You know, what was the morale like from one, being one and four to where you, are, you guys are now? You guys have worked your way out of this hole. And I know being in those locker rooms, one and four is not the way you want to be. But it takes an extremely amount of confidence and leadership and hard work to get yourself out of that hole. So what has been the biggest difference in your mind from a one and four start to where you guys are right now? Yeah. Um, and like you highlighted, uh, truly the leadership and resolve of our team uh, brought us through that one and four situation. Um, but it's truly been a hunger. Um, right. And I think Tarson talked about it after the uh, – Baltimore game that lost telling basically challenging everybody. we got to have a killer instinct. And I think that's the thing. Sometimes when you have expectations and you know, you're a talented team, you're supposed to produce like you kind of get in your head and you lose sight of what you right. actually want to do. You got to go out there every day and you got to be hungry and you got to compete and you got to earn it. And that's what we've done to really crawl our way back into a good situation we're in now. So, you know, we feel like we're in, we're in the driver's seat a little bit and, you know, we're just trying to take control. Awesome. 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 So your first couple of years, uh, you were playing the the Sam spot and and coming in to to break when when a walk was there. Now this year, you have taken on that starting Mike position. What's that transition been like for you? Yeah, um, you know Sam was good. Uh, it allowed me to play in space, uh, play with good angles, and really play fast. Uh, but you know, putting me in the middle at the Mike position, you know, I'm able to play cerebral. And I have right. great athleticism. I'm able to get up, be all over the field. And, you know, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to fly around sideline to sideline, uh, diagnose fast. So, you know, I feel like I'm going and growing through this process and just getting better each week. Yeah, I would imagine you playing multiple positions probably has helped you see the field a lot better from the mic position. So my next question would be, you're in year three right now. And I understand, you know, for, from year one to year two to year three, it's a slow progression of the game slowing down whether you're you're studying better whether you're reading keys better in your mind if you could pinpoint one or two things that you have added to your game at this point what would it be from year one to year three where you are currently yeah um i think just figuring out uh the opportunities i have in the game where i can really just not think and play play fast and physical whether i'm blitzing right. or you know i'm covering a guy just 
I feel like I'm a cerebral player, but sometimes I can you right. know, say you get in your head probably you get in your head say, a yeah, too much. Paralysis by analysis. So you know, <laughs> right. figuring out right. the opportunities when I can really just play fast and go and be aggressive and kind of just play like a beast and then figure out the times when you got to diagnose and just be smart. So I feel like that's been a good transition for me year one to three. And just, I would say also stepping up more in a leadership role and just, you know, gaining that confidence myself right. in the defense or among my peers. If I, if I had any advice to give you my 11 years playing the inside linebacker is trust your eyes. You've yeah. done the work leading up, right? So when you get, when, when Sunday comes, that ball snap, you're, you're reading your keys, trust your eyes and everything else to take care of yourself. Yes, sir. So I'm happy. I'm happy to hear that. So, um, my calls, Mike Leach has been around for uh, quite a while. We just got initiated this past week uh, over. I was wondering if there was a, a cause that you support and that you would like to, to talk about, give this moment to talk about that. Yeah. Um, I really just put um, kind of my, my, my cause, my cleats last year and this year, uh, really about uh, mental health and Very mindfulness. And I think just a stigma of mental health where we are really in this 21st century and realizing the like mental and almost emotional toll that, you know, everyday life takes on people, whether it's work, um, football, family stuff, whatever, there's, there's a mental emotional component that we all feel as human beings. And I feel like as everyone's getting that awareness out and addressing it, it's, you know, kind of makes it easier for people to handle it. You know, that that's, that's a great point that you bring up because uh, mental health is a huge part of, you know, being wearing that jersey week in and week out, it's a mental grind just as much as it is physically. So speaking of mental health, what are, what are you going to do leading up to this bye week? I don't know what your schedule is. Did you guys get a week off? I don't know what your schedule is, but I, I would imagine when I played the game, I took some time off just to recharge the batteries. Uh, what, what What's the bye week looking for, for Bobby right now? Yeah, uh, going to be pretty low-key. Uh, I'm going home back right. to California. Good, uh, I'll, good. I'll see my mom. I'll see my grandma. Uh, Did you guys get a week off? Did you guys get a week off at all? Yeah, we got a week off. We got uh, right now all the way until next Monday. So Nice. So, you so, earned that. Right. So, <laughs> I, so I want to ask a follow-up question. Were, there, were you guys – you don't have to say this, but uh, with my experience, Lawrence and I talked about it last week, leading up to a bye week, depending on how we played, would probably have a small little, you know – would sway things uh, to the player standpoint in terms of how many days you guys off, you guys got off, but 31 to nothing, you guys played a heck of a game. You guys completely shut Houston out. So you guys deserve that, uh, that week off. So I'm happy for you, brother. Yes, sir. Truly. <laughs> All right. Um, speaking of that 31, nothing shot. I mean, the first time you guys played the Texans, it was 31 to three and almost can't imagine playing a team better than that. Right. And, and there you go. You go ahead and take that three points off their score. It's coming down to the fourth quarter. I'm wondering what was going through your mind, you know, in the, in that in that fourth quarter, seeing oh we're we're pitching a shutout, you know, what what goes through your mind in that situation? Yeah, um, you know, it's really just that like team team hunger and uh, positive energy around like really just urgency. Like here we are, we we, we have the opportunity right. to get the shutout, get this goose egg, and don't relax, don't get complacent, like because we've experienced games where we get up and we haven't finished the right way. So it was really just a reminder to everybody, like, keep that edge on. Let's go, let's go. Like opportunity to get what we want. So I think, you know, completing that is just great experience for us. Yeah, no, that's great. Cause Lawrence and I, we talk about it all the time and me being a former defensive player, you know, you guys were right on the borderline of just, if you guys could finish some games on the defensive end and the offensive end, maybe there's a different outcome. Maybe not. We don't know, but let me go, let me go to one of the things you guys, uh, do very well on defense, and that's creating turnovers. Listen, training camp, I get it. Every every team has their turnover turnover gauntlet. Linebackers are doing their thing. D linemen are doing their thing. Secondary is doing their thing. What in the hell have you guys been doing throughout the course of a year that allows you guys to go out and just turn the ball over at the highest clip of anyone in the National Football League right now? Because I feel like it's one, it's a belief, and the other is a want to, but there's some fundamentals there someplace uh, behind the scenes that you can lean into it if, if you want, but there's something you guys are doing that the rest of the league is probably trying to figure out. Yeah. Um, I mean, really drills. We practice, you know, catching the ball all different types of ways. Um, Coach Flus always says be fanatical about stripping the ball. So as he's um, always talking about turnovers, you know, every, I would imagine that it feels like to me when I watch you guys play every guy from the first guy to the 11th guy are focused on dislodging that ball away from ball carriers. 
Yeah, I mean, Coach Fuchs has always said it. You know, the NFL covets defensive guys that take the ball away. So, you know, we all <laughs> right. pride ourselves in that. And, you know, we kind of have a friendly competition with each other. Like, who's going to get the ball? Everybody wants it. So it's, oh, yeah. it's just a fun, positive uh, energy. Okay. So, uh, okay. So last year, the Colts moved up in the draft to pick a running back. And I'm curious, when was that moment during a practice when you were like, oh, (laughs) this dude, Jonathan Taylor, he's legit. He's a dude. (laughs) He's a dude. I would have to say it was probably, I mean, he's, he's, he's been a dude. (laughs) <laughs> halfway through his right. rookie year, but I, right. I, I remember uh, playing training camp, um, really just in the hole. Uh, he like set me back and kind of just how quick his feet were and then for him to get vertical. And I think that's what he, re- he, he does at, at a really high level. He's quick and then gets to the second level and has that athleticism to make a move. And obviously he can run guys over too. So he, right. He's, right. he's an incredible athlete. And you're, you're an incredible athlete yourself. Mm-hmm. I believe you ran like a four five coming out of the combine. And you're around, you know, what What do you, what you're probably around like 230, 235 right now in the season. You yeah, know I'm, I'm saying like two, 232. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So you're built for speed. Um, yeah, let me ask sure. you this. What does Bobby bring to an already, you know, touted linebacker group with Darius Leonard? I'm curious to hear from your point of view. What do you yeah. bring to the table? Uh, Bobby brings physicality. Yeah. Uh, he brings intensity. Yeah. Uh, he brings Smarts. a high motor. And he brings uh, intelligence and situational awareness. So let me let me piggyback off that one second, Lawrence. You're so good. you're a guy, you remind me of a guy that, you know, I was a signal caller throughout my my years playing in the NFL. You seem like a guy that's able to communicate. And that's something that's going to take your game to the next level, playing the linebacker position. The more you're able to communicate and be a problem solver on the fly, because we all know, you know, we've heard the call a million times, and it's a couple of D linemen may look back, Bobby, what's the call? What's the call? And you gotta you gotta be able to Blurt yeah. it out and line them up right now. Have you had those moments happen yet throughout your yeah. career? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've had learning experiences as well, um, right. you know, making the wrong call or maybe, you know, trying to make an adjustment and it not being the right adjustment. But, you know, for me, I kind of just internalize everything as a learning experience and just truly get better from it. So right. I feel like my, my, my leadership, my confidence in that role has grown a lot. And, you know, I feel like the, the guys in the room feel that too. That's awesome. Matt Eberflus. He's big on the whole no loafs thing, right? <laughs> Huge on that. And you come, you get drafted three years ago. You walk into that 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 situation. How did that uh, affect your play? Or was that something that you were just used to coming out of college? Yeah, I think it was. The, it's a style of football that you know comes naturally to me. But I feel like that's why I came in and at really rookie year and was able to you know play 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 at a decently high level and play fast and you know kind of kind of flash. Because uh, I think Flute, Coach Flus does a great job of really just bringing it back to the rudiments of the game. You play fast, you play physical, uh, you play with a motor, and he always says he's the hustle and hitting coach. Like, there's scheme, <laughs> right. there's X's and O's, but at the end of the day, it's hustle and it's hitting. So, you know, if right. you can simple down to that and just, you know, test yourself, see how hard you can go, good things will happen. Yeah, what, what do you think you guys need to do to finish the season well, just defensively? What do you guys need to do when you, no matter who you're playing, no matter who you're playing, whether it's the Patriots in a few weeks, whether it's the Raiders down the road, it doesn't matter. What does Bobby feel like the defense needs to do to improve and also to give your ch- your, your offense and this team a chance, the best chance to win? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, our identity, first and foremost, stop the run. Right. Um, and, you know, we do that to really make a team one-dimensional. And, right. you know, second off that, we got to limit the explosive plays. Um, and we always talk about keeping the cut, but, you know, yeah. With the way our offense plays, you know, if a team's dinking and ducking the ball on us and hitting checkdowns, they're not going to beat right. us because our offense right. is going to Make score. them go the long, hard way. Make them yeah. go the long, hard way. So limit explosive plays mm-hmm. there. And, you know, we've, we've done a really good job these past couple of weeks, you know, generating a pass rush and keeping the quarterback in the pocket. So, no you know, I feel like if we can contain the quarterback and get that pressure on the quarterback, whether it's through blitzes, aggressive plays, or just, you know, talented players making plays, I, th- right. I think we'll, do, we'll, we'll be set up for success. Solid. We're coming up to the end of the time that we have with you. I, I do want to thank you for for joining us and taking this time out of your day. And you know, right before your bye week, for you to, you know, kind of ease yes. up. Uh, much much appreciated. If it's all right with the quell, I would like to give you this moment to use our platform to to just 
tell people uh, anything that you would like you would like to say for the next few uh, minute or so. Yeah, um, really, just you know, appreciate Colts fans um, for all the support. We feel it on game day. Um, you know, I felt it since you know I was drafted. Indiana is like a second home to me now. Oh yeah, it's a special place. It's a special 100%. place. You know, I, I feel the hospitality. Um, so really, just wish everybody had a, a happy Thanksgiving. I uh, hope you have a happy Christmas and just know where our mentality is going into uh, these next four games and, you know, trying to get a seat at the, seat at the table at the playoffs. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we're, Absolutely. We're, we're gunning for a championship and that's what's on our mindset. Absolutely. Hey, Bobby. Hey, Bobby, before you leave the building, first of all, I want to say safe travels. You got to go back the, the, to Cali, recharge those batteries. And I want you to say hello to Matt Eberflus. He was my inside linebackers coach when I was, and we were, it was his first NFL gig in Cleveland with the Cleveland Browns. So okay, we we still keep we haven't talked a lot lately, but he'll know who I am and, and tell him you know just keep up the good work and I'm always watching, man. And if you ever need anything, I'm here for him. Yes, but, sir. Uh, we'll kudos go. to you. Kudos to and, you, man. And congrats and, to you. Absolutely, and 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 no pressure. But in two <laughs> weeks, when you come back, the Colts play the Patriots and Bill Belichick, and we ain't beat them since the 2009 AFC championship on that run for the Super mm-hmm. Bowl against the Saints. So no pressure. <laughs> no, pressure. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. No pressure. No, one, one, I, and know. one and oh. One and oh. That, one and oh. That's the thank mindset. You, thank you so much, Bobby. I appreciate you being here, and I hope you have, uh, as DeQuell said, safe travels and enjoy your time off. Yes, yes sir. Much needed. Yeah. No, thank you. Appreciate guys. it, Bobby. Yeah, thank you. Take care. And that, my guys, was Bobby Okereke yes. from the Indianapolis Colts. My boy was that was freaking awesome. Yeah, that was man. that was awesome. He I can I can talk to him all day because he was very articulate about um, you know, his words and he was he wasn't afraid to to talk about anything that we asked, which was, you know, it was easy. It was a conversation. Uh, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed talking with him. Yep. Uh, hopefully this could be uh, the beginning of a, of a future thing where, you know, maybe Absolutely. we might be able to do this a little bit more often. Uh, shout out to Matt Conti for making this happen for us. We really appreciate you giving us this chance uh, to, to talk to Bobby. Loved talking with Bobby, but hey, you know what? We just finished a game mm-hmm. against the Houston Texans, a divisional game that we talked about last week that absolutely was a must win. Yes. And yes. boy, did they come away with that one. Yeah, they poured it on. I mean, we 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 both talked about it, how we expected this team to walk into Houston and play an efficient, clean football game, which I thought they did on all three phases. You know, there was the we, we got the running game going. We leaned on Jonathan Taylor. Carson Wentz was efficient defense, you know, put up a goose egg, which is rare in the National Football League. So I thought they played as well as we thought they would going into a bye week. Now their energy is flowing. They're feeling confident about themselves. And now, you know, guys can go home. They had the week off. That is a huge that is huge. A week off. So now called it too last week. Guys from California. Now they can fly and don't feel like they're missing out because they only had, you know, if they didn't get a week off. They probably wouldn't take that trip to California. So it's good to see that guys like Bobby and other guys are going home, recharge the batteries. It's going to be good to catch up with family and come back ready to work and finish this next month or so of the season to, to put yourself in position to play in the postseason. Absolutely. Now, man, now we got a Monday night game that a lot of Colts fans are going to be watching too because that has huge implications for the playoffs for the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, uh, right. we've already beat the Bills, and they play tonight against the Patriots, who we play when we get off the bye week. So <laughs> right. Right. Right, this is going to be a huge game for Colts fans. I, I don't know too many games where Colts fans are going to sit down and watch a Patriots game. <laughs> right, but this right. is one of those times, right? <laughs> right, right. Hey, hey, everyone's watching because th- these next four or five weeks are going to determine who's mm-hmm. in and who isn't. And all the teams now, the division games, you know, all, most teams towards the last week of the season will play their division games. But uh, the a- this AFC is a tight race. There's a lot of teams in the hunt. And a lot of people are not just Colts fans. A lot of people are watching the Colts because they don't want to face the Colts because this is a very dangerous football team. You know, we laid it out. You know, they they lead the league in points off of turnovers this year with a 105. They lead the league in turnovers from a defensive stamp, turning the ball over or 
the defense creating turnovers with 29. So that's a very dangerous formula going into December, heading into the postseason. And then you have a running game. That style of play travels. Whether you're in the cold, the rain, doesn't matter. That type of style of play travels. And it was good to see them go out and pour it on Houston, which you have to give you have to give the 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 Colts defense some credit here. They played a, a solid game, four sacks, two turnovers. Uh, we talked about it beforehand with um, Moore, his interception oh, to start the game. Beautiful. That was an elite interception, an elite yeah. interception. And those are the type of plays that's going to be had uh, as you finish this this tough stretch of football heading into the postseason, if totally. there's a chance to play. And and uh, something that I want to bring up that that is it shouldn't be overlooked. Yes. Okay, so Jonathan Taylor is an elite back. Jonathan Taylor had 32 carries, 32 tied his carries. career high mm-hmm. in a game. And in a game that he wasn't necessarily doing great at the beginning because, right. you know, the Texans kind of took what the Bucks did and was loading yeah. the box the entire game. But right? we talked and, about it, right? It's like yeah. teams are going to load the box, okay? It's going to be ugly at times, but – the percentage says my great O-line is going to outdo your D-line and my running backs are better than your linebackers and secondary. And that's what happens. So it's not, it's not going to be a pretty game to watch. It's not going to be the high scoring game that we witnessed against the Bucks when we were chunking the ball down the field like crazy. No, 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 no. For this team to be efficient and win games right now, this is the style of play they have to major in. But a big but. When it comes down to it, Carson Wentz in this passing game and Frank Wright and these receivers and these tight ends are going to have to figure out how to be efficient throwing the football because it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. So that's that's what scares me. I just want to get in first. Let's get in first. Let's lean on what, what got us here, what got us out of this one and four start, you know, the belief and the courage and as Bobby alluded to, the leadership and the hunger and the want to. If that's all in place, you know, this is a very fo- scary football team to face. Oh, yeah, no lie. I mean, right now, I think, uh, see, Jonathan Taylor, what, leads the NFL in touchdowns. He's got 18 total touchdowns this year wow. so far. He's got four games left to play, and he's got four 18 touchdowns. Yes, yes. The guy is my MVP for this year. He's got he 1,700 def- scrimmage yards. Incredible. Absolutely that's, that's, incredible. Wow. <laughs> oh my goodness. But you, you you said it, man. Carson Wentz in this passing game is going to have to be able to step up from time to time mm-hmm. as much as the running game and your defense can win you games. There are going to be times when th- it's not going to be enough. You know, uh, right. something's going to happen. Carson Wentz is going to have to be able to put a, a team on his shoulders once in a while and, right. and win games that way. And, um, We've yeah, seen glimpses right. of it this year, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. not pulled through when he has had to do that. Right, right. I, I think we saw a good variety of play um, play calling, especially the first quarter. So I noticed some end arounds with my, uh, Michael Pittman. We saw some fly sweeps. We saw a little bit of, you know, some reverses, some, you know, wrinkles. The wrinkles mm-hmm. that Frank Wright has, heck, he won a Super Bowl you know, off a trick play, you know, so he definitely has that, those, those tools in his bag. It was good to see him pull it out a little bit, uh, the wide in the defense, because to me that says, you know what, I'm committed to running the football. Let me stretch the defense on both ends. Let me widen them out a little bit because they're starting to pack the box. And that to me was a sign of that in game, in game, um, what do you call it? Uh, adjustment. you know, adjustments. You know, if you're committed to running the football, bubble screen, bubble screen, end around, fly sweeps, those are the type of things that says to me, we're going to run the ball a lot, whether it's handing it off or one yard, you know, uh, receiver screens or end around. So that was good to see. But again, you know, Carson Wentz is going to have to come through. And I think he will. I think he will. And this receiver crew will. But I I just think for right now, we can't. And, And what scares me, Lawrence, what really scares me is, if this team gets behind early, if this team gets behind early, now you have you're forced to be one dimensional. Now mm-hmm. you have to throw the pill. 
And I know our offensive line is capable of, of protecting Wentz, but this is it's going to be tested at some point because now in the thick of the season, December, after Thanksgiving, December, now it's playoff push time. Now, you know, the, the, the Patriots that you're going to see after the bye week, they're going to be a little bit better. They're going to be a little bit more energized. They're going to have a better sense of urgency about themselves. The level of play goes up. And mm-hmm. for young guys, it's overwhelming. You know, and for veteran teams who have been there before, knows what to expect, will be able to fight through some of the adversity early in football games. And that's the only thing that kind of concerns me with this team is will they be mentally strong enough to get over that hump when it does present itself? Yeah, there there are a couple games that later this year that will test that uh, possibility of getting down behind early. I mean, yeah, we're playing against Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. That's a right. that's a very potent aerial attack. Yes. Uh, Derek Carr and the Raiders, man, they can pass that football around like nobody's right. business as well. So there right. there are games that the Colts will be tested strongly. Mm-hmm. But let's let's talk about this this defense, this lockdown pass defense that the Colts have had the past three weeks. But now. I get it. It was Tyrod Taylor and the Texans, but they only gave up like 65 yards against them. Over the last three weeks, they played not only Tyrod, but Tom Brady in that number one offense Mm -hmm. and Josh Allen and that passing attack with the Bills. And they're only giving up over the an average over the last three weeks against those quarterbacks and those offenses, 165 yards through the air. Wow. Wow. They're doing something right. They're definitely doing something right. As my, I know we've been frustrated at times with how much zone zone coverage this team plays, but you know what? They're used to playing it. Those guys are familiar with it. Matt Eberflus knows his team. I would imagine more than more so than the two of us. Mm-hmm. So um, I know it could be be a bit frustrating, but you're right. This team is making the right strides defensively at the right time, and that that fuels. The offense, you know, we saw special teams come into play uh, with pinning a, a bad football team that wasn't those, those are what good football teams are supposed to do. Every mm-hmm. is supposed to contribute. And if you get that type of uh, um, that type of play from each phase of the game, man, I'll tell you, I, I, I can't say it enough that how scared this football team will be. But, uh, yeah, I, I I just really hope guys really take advantage of the fight. You know what, what I wanted to ask Bobby? We didn't get a. It, uh, we didn't have time to we ran out of time there, but I want to ask him about his routine. You know, how is he taking care of his body? Because this is this is the biggest fear that every coach has when you give a team a, a week off that they don't burn the candle on both ends, that they don't yeah. use this as an opportunity to go crazy drinking or partying or doing whatever. You would hope guys have a routine. And so a lot of coaches are afraid to give guys that much time off, especially during the season especially during the most critical part of the season where every game matters, every injury matters. So uh, I'm holding my breath. I hope guys are taking care of their bodies and getting the proper massages and, and, and film work, get ahead, get ahead early. So when you come back, um, you know, who discusses that with the young guys, is it your position coaches or, or your yeah. veteran leaders? Yeah. Yeah. Both, both, both. And I'm sure, and I'm sure the head coach talked about it at length during this team meeting. Listen, guys, I'm going to give you a week off, but these are some of the things that we're going to have to do. Some coaches will give players, you know, workout booklets. This is what I need you to do. At least do this to stay in shape. Because if you don't do any running, Lawrence, a week off and expect to come back and play uh, play an efficient game against the Patriots, that's a huge ask. And if you're not prepared, then that's when, you know, those injuries creep up, those unexpected injuries may happen. So, again, I feel Frank Wright probably he knows his team better than us, and they've worked, they've worked their tails off. They, they're more than deserving of it. But it's going to take leadership for guys within the team to say, you know what, let's not screw this moment up. Let's come back. Let's not in, anyone get into any trouble, no headlines, <laughs> other than good headlines. Let's all come back ready to go and hitting the ground running with our foot on the gas. It's December, ladies and gentlemen. And you know what, you know what the big, the big holiday in December is that's Christmas. And so, you know, if you haven't gotten your Christmas shopping done, 
I got a really good place to go get some. If you got that special someone in your life, go check out lightbox.com. Man, they use cutting edge technology and innovative techniques, and they've cracked the science of Sparkle, creating the highest quality lab grove diamonds that you can find at a very light price. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but just are grown in a lab. And because of the process, they can create a uh, bluish pink or beautiful blue, as, as well as, you know, your classic white uh, light box lab grown diamonds are the gift that they'll never want to take off and priced so they won't have to. Visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds, never a dull moment. Now, you gotta look. Mm-hmm. Y'all say you gotta love Christmas, gotta right? Love right, Christmas. got got to man. I mean, it, it's 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 that season, and Christmas is one of those those holidays. It just brings out that that giddiness mm-hmm. in everybody, no matter what age you are. <laughs> right, right. My goodness, and winning. If you're a Colts fan and you're walking in and winning during December, mm-hmm. that just mm-hmm. makes it even that much better. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. A great Christmas gift to go to a Colts game or, or watch a play at some point. Yeah, great absolutely. gift. Absolutely. And uh, don't forget the Colts play on Christmas this year against yes. the Cardinals. Oh, wow. that would be a Christmas gift or a, a, a game, a ticket to that <laughs> game. Wow. <laughs> right, right. <sighs> All right. Um, so now let's let's talk about um other stuff here. I I, I kind of got off, <laughs> off off topic a little bit. Um but no problem. Man, I'm curious. You're sitting when you've had those those weeks off, what did you do? If you were in Bobby's mm-hmm. shoes at, at mm-hmm. his time in his career, what would you do during yeah. your week off? I would go to the best restaurant in my area. When I would get back, my my current wife knows by week. That means, listen, we may go to New York for a couple of days and then come back home. But me, it was massaging. It was it was uh, pedicures. It was you know pampering myself. And for me, I went to the my my favorite restaurants when I was back in uh, town. So just it, 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 it food for me brought me back to home. It was like, okay, this is a piece of home that I've that I've missed, you know, because obviously you're playing football and you know you got other um, responsibilities. But I would do that, man. I would have massages every other day, take care of my body, go to nice restaurants, and that to me was was the way I decompressed, the way I recharged my batteries. And I would sit around, you know, obviously I would go out and jog a little bit, stay active, not hit the weights crazy hard, but actually break. But for me, towards the end of the week, I would watch three games of the the opponent I was going to watch. I wanted to get ahead of myself. And because, you know, for me, it gave me confidence. The more I knew about my opponent, the faster I would play. Bobby talked about it, reading his keys, you know, the the from the, your first year to your third year, from your first year to, you know, year 11, you know, the faster, the, 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 you play faster when you know exactly what to do and you trust your eyes. So for me, that was my that was my safe haven. That was my comfort zone. So I always stuck to that. Now, early in my career, not so much. <laughs> early in my career, year three, Bobby seems like a much more mature guy than I ever was at year three. So year three, I can't even remember what the heck I did because it was a blur. I was probably not doing what I needed to do. Let's say that. But uh, it was definitely, definitely time to, re- uh, to recharge the battery. So for sure. Oh yeah, Bobby looks seems much more mature than what I was oh, when man. I was his age. I mean, my goodness, <laughs> right, you know. Right. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh so shout out to him because I mean, my goodness, whoever he's got in his life, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. as as has been you can see it, right? You you can right. really see the people that are are there supporting him in his life in the in the way that he carries himself. I, w- I was extremely impressed by the, his ability to be able to change positions. Some yeah. guy, he seems like a guy that it was seamless. Coach, if you want me to do this, if you think this will help the team, I'll do it. And I'm smart enough to do it, and it won't hinder my growth in this game. And that adds value, tremendous value. 
play with many guys who played for many years longer than I did by being that type of person, that type of player. Selfless. Uh, he understood the defense from, you know, if he was playing inside line, outside linebacker, the D line, he knew what everyone's responsibility was uh, most of the time. And it allowed him to play other positions and be interchangeable and, and make a ton of money doing something that you love. So uh, he's definitely a guy. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of, of, I was already a fan of Bobby, more so a fan after speaking to him today, for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, Frank Reich. I thought he played, I thought he called one hell of a game. I, he did. I, I could not really see a play and and I get that there was you know that that 26 plays in a row where he called a pass play but the pass plays that he called looked good you know right I get right. you want to throw a couple running plays in there you know to right. kind of break up the the the, the obviousness for for defenses mm-hmm. but at the same time I think you know over the last this entire season for the most part there's been a few hiccups here and there. Like right. that play that the, the, when they were pinned up against the the goal line and oh and yes that, that uh, in the Texans game that's that was one I don't think he probably was that the left handed throw yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, that 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 yeah. play that that kind of put Carson in a bad situation but for the most part I think I think Frank Reich's just been yeah. uh, absolute stud and and like you're talking about he's sprinkling in new stuff every game mm-hmm. you know you'll mm-hmm. see two, three, four plays every game that you just haven't seen right. or haven't seen a lot of uh, right. uh, up to that point. Yeah, even the Wildcat was brought out in the goal line, which I yeah. thought was a great move, you know, with, with, with JT, Jonathan Taylor. So that that that's when you start to see those type of plays called, you know you're in a good rhythm. You trust you trust what you're doing and, and you trust the guys doing it. And just to piggyback on what you said about the passing game, because it, there was a set, it's called a, a twin slot or mm-hmm. a YY slot. We have two tight ends backside. It's a full slide to the slot, and it's a two-man route. So, obviously, you know, it, that type of formation tells me two things. It's a heavy run set, but it's also a really great play, play action set as well. So, And now you're talking Carson Wentz. You have a two-man route concept. And it's easy to to uh, to maneuver when you only have to deal with half the field. So I thought those plays were efficient. I thought it played well into, um, you know, the game plan and against the Houston Texans. And you know, I, I agree with you. I think he's 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 been steady and and uh, you know called a really decent you know games thus far. And it's the reason why they're in a position where they're in, averaging so many points per game. You know, so even the Chiefs, the, you know, everyone talked about the Chiefs. The Chiefs aren't averaging what the Colts are averaging per game. So, and, no. and that's a huge credit to Frank Wright and that offensive staff. Yeah, I mean, the Colts lead the NFL over the past nine weeks, 31 points a game. You know, mm-hmm. that's the most in the yes. NFL over the last yes. nine weeks. That's and, and for the season, I think they're fifth, fourth or right. fifth, something like I- that. Yeah, I'll take that all day. If you're a defensive guy, you'll take those numbers all day. And you and you feel it. And even if you're a defensive player, you don't know the, the exact numbers, you understand our team is going to possess the ball for a certain amount of time. They're going to control the line of scrimmage. And so for a defensive player, when you, you, know, you attack the field, you know, you want to be sharp as possible. Give those guys more opportunities. You want to you want to have a party on the sideline to give those guys, JT and, and Michael Pittman and Carson Wentz the football so you can watch and, and actually be a spectator. So uh, that that's music to my ears as any defensive player, uh, that your offense is able to generate that many points. And not just in the air. That's a combination of running a football and having a guy like JT uh, to have as many, you know, you talked about it, over 1,700 scrimmage yards this year. And 14, 14 touchdowns for the year. I mean, that's remarkable. That's incredible from a running back standpoint. Let's say he's got 16 rushing touchdowns and two receiving 16. touchdowns. So yes. he's got 18 yeah. total. 18 that's, total. That's he, right. he, he has tied the all-time Colts record for rushing touchdowns at 16 okay. already. You and know? he has a touchdown in 10 straight games, if my memory serves me correct. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. So – that was a good segue to the defense because we 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 talk about this number one scoring uh, offense over the last nine weeks. A lot of that does have to do with the defense. I mean, twenty nine turnovers. You get a right. team that right. many opportunities 
to right. score the ball. I mean, come on, Matt Eberflus, in my opinion, his play calling has improved dramatically this second half of the season. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. the beginning of the year, you were noticing a lot of, you know, softer zones at the end of games and let teams right. come back into it. Like uh, the Ravens game just blows out in my, in, in my mind right. at that point, you know, right. and you know, over the last few, few, few games, you don't shut a team, any NFL team out. No, like you did last night. If you start playing those kind of game, uh, th that kind of defense in the fourth right. quarter, and right. you saw it for a second, and then I think it was to to make the other team. I I think he was playing mind games. He was mm -hmm. playing that soft zone on that last drive, thinking you know right. it gave him a little bit of cushion, and then he changed it up real quick, yeah. and got the stop, got the sacks, and all that. Matt Eberflus has been doing a great job these last. Yeah, few yeah, it's, it's creating habits. You know, you talked about it. You know, the habits that were created against the Baltimore game in the early in the mm -hmm. season was we weren't going to be as aggressive as we were the beginning of the game. So I think it was important to send a message to his team to say, you know what? We almost we 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 were go, we, we sat back for a second. But, you know, you go back to, OK, what type of, type of habits do I want to create with my guys? And mm -hmm. That was smash mouth. We're going to dictate to you. We want to pitch a shutout. and. What a great way to do it going into a bye week. And now, again, coaches have confidence. The players have confidence that you can go out and goose egg someone. There's no better feeling from a defensive player that to goose egg an offense it, in any era. I, I can count on one hand how many times I've, I've been a part of those teams. And so it's very rare to see, and especially in today's football game. So. Uh, I think Flus has done a, a great job of, of that. And Bobby talked about it, how he harps on turnovers, harps on loafs. The little small things that will tend to go unnoticed, he died, He leans into it. And it's, it's, it's showing on the field how these guys all run to the ball. And, um, you know, you talked about the loafs, how that's very important in their, their, their room. And when you have guys running to the football, that's how you create those habits of creating turnovers because anytime that ball's on the ground, you have all the 11 guys hunting that football down. We're going to be on the positive end of things as opposed to, you know, what ifs, you know, so um, he's, he's done a, he's done a fantastic job there. And it's a good time to, for them to, uh, great time to have that type of performance. Well, I mean, I think the last time the Colts shot a team out was three years ago against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, and this will tell you how big of a game that was against the Texans. That was the largest margin of victory shutout that the Indianapolis Colts have had since 1971. Okay. I don't remember the score. I, I don't either. I just oh remember reading that, but oh 1971, that's 50 wow. years ago. Wow. That's a wow. Yeah. <laughs> that that that's how hard they are to come by, man. You know, it, it really is. And to beat a team that bad in any era, <laughs> it just doesn't happen often. No. It doesn't happen. It really doesn't happen. Because something is bound to that. Something is at in 65 to 70 plays from an offense, typically. That that takes what what that means is, Lawrence, you got to understand. Every guy that plays a snap of defense has to be probably has to grade out. We call it grading out on the higher end. You know, every player gets graded. And that means you have a lot of positive on your positives on your sheet. Plus and minus, you know, you have a plus and minus grade sheet. You got a lot of pluses on your grade sheet. And um, it's really difficult to come by. It really is. You know, everyone has to be on the same communication. Bobby talked about it, how, you know, I, I asked him how, you know, he, he leaned into when D-line, when, when you're a signal caller and you're a cerebral guy and guys are going to tend to lean towards you when they forget what the play call and you got to line guys up and that stuff happens. That means that means that all every snap, those guys were on the same page for the most for the majority of things. And which is what you strive to be. And, and and play for and play in that that higher percentage, but it's it's hard to do. So um, 
Colts in a good Colts in a good place right now. Really I will good. say, okay, so we talked about last week that you you got to do something early against the Texans to take their will out of the game, right? That yes. was that was the game plan. You 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 got to do something early. And I understand mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor had 32 carries, 140 some yards and a couple mm-hmm. touchdowns. I get that. But my player of the game was Kenny Moore because from the <laughs> snap, the very yeah. first snap of the game, yeah. he goes yeah. out and makes that unbelievable interception. And then Elite. on the very very next time the Texans get the ball, he forces a fumble. Yeah. It's elite. Know? It's elite. That's elite. That, to Did, me, to me, he was player of the game. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he changed the math. He changed, mm-hmm. you know, he gave uh, our offense a short field. And, you know, the first the first turnover we I believe we scored and we got a we missed a field goal the second drive. Yeah, the second time we missed uh, the field goal. We missed a field goal. So uh yeah. You know that's the that's the style of play you want, man. And I, unfortunately for me, I've never been a part of a defense that was able to turn the ball over at a high clip like that. But they're doing something right. They really. I are. mean, I mean, how many NFL teams turn over, <laughs> uh, get twenty nine turnovers defensively, and still have four games to play? I mean, that, just, <laughs> right. that don't happen very often, right? And a lot of these are coming from just punch outs, mm-hmm. and it's not like they have. You know, I played with a guy, Robert Mathis. He leads the NFL in career forced fumbles because he got to the quarterback so often. Mm-hmm. We don't imagine if we had a guy that would give us 10 plus sacks. And when you have 10 plus sacks, you have an opportunity to strike that ball away and that would lean it. So this is all being done in every area from behind the line of scrimmage, you know, uh, and beyond. So this, this defense has found a way to, no matter what, you know, because it, you, we're not imposing our will with our, the, the size and strength of our linebackers. We're, we're built for speed. We're built to cover. We're built to play this fast football game. And so uh, these guys have the will and the, and the strength to be able to, uh, you know, create these turnovers at the, the most, you know, timely turnovers, I want to call them. Timely turnovers when this football team needs it. Well, you, you talk about needing that, that kind of guy, right? That, that, mm-hmm. that guy that does that. You know, there is a guy, his name is Kimoko Ture. He's mm. 26 years old. He's at the end of his rookie contract. He's only played 26% of the defensive snaps, and he's got five wow. sacks already, right? Wow. Five wow. sacks on only 26% of the defensive snaps. Wow. I, I'm thinking that's a dude that needs to mm-hmm. get more snaps. Yeah, I, I'm sure the coaches are saying the same thing. So in this – by week is what they call self-evaluation. This is what team every team during up that by week they're going to go back and grade themselves and 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 highlight what are our tendencies, what are these other teams watching, and what are we giving up? What tips are we giving up? So you do a self-scout, self-scouting report, and they're going to evaluate all the players who needs more playing time and Who's injured? Who's who's playing what? It's a it's a way to you know evaluate the, your entire situation. Mm-hmm. And I promise you that name is going to come up. He's going to come up and say, you know what, this guy needs to be in our rotation a lot more. You're coming off of two sacks, and he can help. And he changes the math. And anytime you have a guy that can change the math and win his one on ones, you give him more opportunities. You need him more. You he needs to have more opportunities, but I, I'm I'm sure we'll see a lot a lot more of uh, our man here. Down now the line. I'm I know I know my my numbers aren't exact here. Um, it's just uh, estimations. I think he had like 16. I think he played 16 snaps yesterday. Kamoko did. I think he had something like eight hurries, three three to five quarterback hits, and then two sacks. And that's just stupid numbers. Yeah, that's efficient, for, for, man. Wow. That, that's that that's that's very efficient. Very 16 snaps. Yeah. My goodness. He, he's fresh. <laughs> you know, it's like he, and he if he's only played 26% of the time, now going into that that uh, you know, that back nine of the season, he may be a guy, he he is a guy right now who's standing out, who who's showing everyone he deserves more playing time and that's how it happens. You know, the towards the later everyone's good. My uncle would always tell me this when I started playing football. Everyone's good in the first and second quarter. 
of a game and of a season. I look for the guys who are great in the third and fourth quarter, in the third and fourth quarter of the season. Mm-hmm. Those are the guys that I tend to lean towards. And maybe he maybe he shows us something. Maybe he he's he emerges as that guy, uh, aside from you know the Buckner, uh DeForest Buckner and those guys. So uh I'm I'm happy to see that. I'm I'm truly happy to see that. Absolutely. And and I'm gonna close this uh episode out with just just talking about this bye week. We are as healthy as a team has been, the Colts team has been this late in the season that I can I can remember. I mean, this is it's unreal. But there are, that doesn't mean that there aren't guys that can really, really use this break, especially guys like Quentin Nelson, Darius Leonard, who have been dealing with all these injuries, DeForest Buckner, T.Y. Hilton. All these guys out here are dealing with these nagging little they're, – they're playing, but right. they still all have all these nagging injuries that do, do limit – their production on the field they won't tell you it does but i promise you that uh, you know you're dealing with a a rolled ankle that's limiting you you know and (laughs) you can get that healed up a little bit better you could play a lot Mm -hmm. faster you get a lot quicker you know off the snap things of that nature so Mm -hmm. this 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 bye week is perfect and i can't wait to see what this team looks like uh when they come off that bye week yeah same here same here because they got a huge task up ahead and Mm -hmm. And to to come off a bye week against the Patriots and Bill Belichick, and they have a bye week as well. So it's going to be very interesting to see how Belichick is going to attack this football team, how we're going to attack this football team, because they're very similarly, um, you know, put together here. They both play really good defense. They both run the football. Uh, And I think of late, you know, and you look at the Patriots and Mac Jones, he hasn't put – he hasn't he hasn't done anything to not put his team in position. You know, he hasn't had those 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 games where he's turned the ball over two or three interceptions. He hasn't had that rookie mm-hmm. moment to say, you know what, he's a rookie. It's to be expected. He hasn't had that moment. So uh it's gonna be interesting to see that mentality up against a defense that turns the ball over the way they do. So very interesting to see how that's going to play out. Our defense is, is is playing well at the right time. The offense, it is what it is. We understand how they move the ball down the field and score points. Jonathan Taylor has a huge part of that. Uh, but I'm confident, you know, given the opportunity, Carson Wentz, if called upon, will be able to make the necessary throws need to if the game unfolds to, you know what, we need to pass the ball now, catch back up, and, and get get this, this, this football team rolling in the right direction it needs to be. Got anything else you want to add before we close this out there, Dequil? No, man, that was fun. That was fun getting the player on. Uh, we oh, should yeah. probably do it again soon. I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. Guys, if you're watching this on YouTube, please smash that like button, hit subscribe. If you're uh, And go check out the audio podcast wherever you uh, listen to audio podcasts. And if you're listening to this on the, on the audio podcast, make sure you just don't just listen to it. Download it. Share it, share it to your favorite social media that help us out uh, because, you know, honestly, word of mouth on social media from people like you help myself and to quell out a ton. It's the best way of, of, of getting our podcast out. And until next time, I'm Lawrence Owen. That's Dequell Jackson. And until next time, go Colts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.